Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Welcome back to Christmas News 2021. 2021, another exciting episode. There's no lockdown right now. <laughs> like, we, what it even is life right now? I'm still working from home every day, but it, we're not in as dire of a situation as we were last Christmas. I think, I think that's safe to say. Absolutely. Last Christmas. Okay, so I'm Molly Mulshine. That's Casey Bunker. First of all, yes, we are sisters and we are bringing you the Christmas news every week this holiday season for Christmas news season two, 2021, baby. Last year for Christmas news season one, uh, there was a surprise lockdown the week before I was supposed to fly home for Christmas. We remained in the depths of lockdown for months in the UK, at least after that. Uh, our, our season of podcasting was very nice, but things became very dire at the end, I would say. That's just what happens when you quit like something as amazing as this Christmas news podcast. You know, it can only go downhill from there. We were just having the best time. We really were. But then things went uphill. I got engaged in January. Woo! That's right. You did. And now I'm growing out my bangs. To strike two, baby. We're killing it. <laughs> changes. <laughs> and you have one other big change that happened this year. I got a doggy. Yeah. So now we have a Christmas mascot. Yeah. We have a doggy dog. What changed for you this year, Case? Um, I moved last year when we were recording, I was back in Nashville and I moved back to Philly. So I'm really excited because there's just so I'm just way more familiar, more familiar with Philly and everything that there is to do around the holiday season. And it's such a Mm -hmm. bigger city that there's like endless things to do that are like traditions that I've had when, when I lived here before that I'm super excited to get back into again. So it's going to be really nice just to number one, not be like in the grips of a global pandemic with no vaccine or anything. And number two, to be back in Philly and like near friends and family, near a bunch of awesome things to do here in Philly. And just to talk to you guys about it and have like a little bit more to report back about. Right. And normal Christmas weather. And normal Christmas weather. That is so true. It's like getting so cold out here and I'm loving it. Every time I walk outside, I'm like, ooh, there's just a nip in the air. Mm -hmm, Feels mm -hmm. great. What is your Christmas cocktail this week? Okay. So this week I went to Trader Joe's this week and did my first holiday haul, which was amazing. They already (gasps) started having their Christmas stuff out. So one of the things- Wait, wait, what- a holiday haul is different from a pumpkin spice haul though, right? Oh, right. My pumpkin spice haul was back in September. I did that. I'm still finishing up the, the products from that. So this was, um, we start with some more Thanksgiving type meals, some Christmas drinks, um, 
I bought some stuffing flavored potato chips. I probably talked about all of these things last season, but no, that's very British stuffing flavored potato chips. Cause you know, the Brits love a wackadoo potato chip flavor. That's true. That's true. Like they, they have like hot dog flavored potato chips. Not that, but like things like, like they oh have like, like sausage flavored potato chips. It's so weird. Yeah. So these are, yeah, these are that weird, but they're delish because I love stuffing flavored anything. They also have an everything but the stuffing spice. I think that's what it's called. And it's just like a stuff. It just tastes like stuffing MSG, you know, just yeah, delish. Yeah. Um, and then what I'm drinking today is my O-nog. That's what it's called. And it's oat milk eggnog. Shut the f- up. I know. And I will say it's not as good as regular eggnog, but what could be? But, yeah. you know, it's only 70 calories for half a cup and regular eggnog is probably like 500. So if I'm going to start now with the nog, I do need to start light and maybe I'll like slowly dip into, I'll, I'll go next to a light real nog and then just like the full Monty around Christmas. I think, I think that's a good taper into the nog season. So I don't totally ruin my cholesterol. Over nog yourself. Yeah. So I have these hot chocolate spoon stirs that I am stirring into warm milk. It looks nice. It's from Waitrose, which is like the very posh British supermarket. I will walk 45 minutes each way to go to Waitrose because I live near only the sort of not as nice food stores. So I have to go there and get all the nice, really cute holiday things. So that's my, that's my drink. It's a hot chocolate spoon stirrer and it dissolves. I love this new technology of dissolving into hot chocolate. Yes. It's Where has this been? Why did it take, why, how did we get through 2000 years of civilization without knowing that you could just put hot chocolate in a chocolate ball and then it would turn into hot chocolate? That's a good question. I don't know, but I'm glad we're here now. I'm glad we made it. Yeah. What kind of milk do you would do you put it in? I am a soy milk girl because it's got protein and I am shredding for the wedding. I'm pumping iron. So That's right. I need all the I need all the protein I can get because I'm trying this new thing. I wanted to do strength training to get ready for the wedding because I don't want to be starving myself. Sorry if this is triggering to anyone who's still reeling from 2000s diet culture as I am, but that is what I'm doing. I'm trying to say I'm going to build muscle so that I don't have to diet at all. I mean, I'm, I'll probably diet a little bit, but I don't want to be a psycho. So I'm really excited this holiday season to just keep lifting weights and kind of just eat whatever I want because it actually works. And if you threw a little eggnog in there, I mean, your muscles would be none the wiser, man. They'd love that ish. Exactly. I'm going to find a soy eggnog recipe for that exact reason. So I also ate something today that was very Christmassy. It is my favorite British meal. It is a gluten-free steak pie. Oh, the best. Oh my God. Where did you get it from? Or was it like cook at home? There's this company called Pie Minister that makes all these really, really good pies. They have vegan ones. They have gluten-free ones. And yeah, they make a mean gluten-free steak pie. I I think I'm going to try to learn how to make one on my own as well because they're just so, they're just so good. That's got to be tricky though, because to get the flakiness right in the crust with the gluten-free, like, is that what you would try and do? Make it gluten-free? Yeah. It's, I would say it's not as flaky as a regular crust, but it's very crunchy, but it just gets the job, it gets the job done. It's really freaking good. And I just always associate it with Christmas because last year in 2020, 
um, you may remember I had a trauma response to the pandemic that caused me to become a sober vegan. And whenever I got back to the UK from visiting the US in the summertime, it was cold out. And I said, screw this, I'm eating a steak pie. So for that reason, I, I mean, it always is a Christmassy type of meal, but it really makes me feel Christmassy when I have a steak pie. Have you seen any good Christmas sites this week? I haven't seen any good Chris. I'm trying to think what I did this week. I haven't. I did a Friendsgiving this week. Went to a Friendsgiving this week. Early? So yeah. Yeah, but I kind of like it early because then you're not like gorging like on Saturday and then again on Thursday. And it's like, I, like why not space it out, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you get the you get the, all the good foods, but like a, a week or two with a week or two in between. Yes, um, but unfortunately, I did a holiday no no and made my brownies like right before we were leaving, so yeah. I didn't really have enough time to let them cool and cut them. So they ended up looking like a pile of poo. But they probably tasted really good. Sometimes it it tastes better when they get a little messed up. Yeah. Yeah. They were mushy and delish. I just did like the Trader Joe's gluten-free box and it's great. So delish. So that's what I did. I haven't seen any holiday sites yet though, but I'm ready to start. I really am. Now I said this a lot last year on this podcast. One of the best things about living in the UK is Thanksgiving doesn't exist. So there is no bumper between general fall weather and Christmas. Christmas just sort of creeps up and no one complains about it. And everyone in the U.S. is like, oh, American culture is so consumerist. Christmas starts earlier each year. And it's like, no, you guys, actually the most American thing is the fact that we wait until Thanksgiving to start it because the rest of Europe is already sort of like lightly getting into the swing of things and they're not complaining about it like little babies. So when I flew home to watch you do the New York City Marathon, which was such a cool, incredible fall thing to do, uh, I left from Terminal 5 in Heathrow and there were so many Christmas things up. Fortnum and Mason, which is, you know, the iconic tea company in London, has tons and tons of Christmas stuff. I actually got you something and I left it at mommy and daddy's house. Do you want to know what okay. it is? Yeah, I'm going there in a couple of weeks, so so I will find it. But tell me what it is. It's a tea towel. It's a Fortnum and Mason tea towel with little figgy puddings and stuff all over it. It's <gasps> Oh my God, cute. Yeah, so I also bought a figgy pudding that you put oh, nice. in the oven. And I was like, I brought all these goodies for mommy and daddy from the airport. And daddy was like, what's a figgy pudding? And I was like, I don't know. What was it? Nobody knows. Did you do it yet? No, we didn't eat it yet. Oh, okay. Well, that you definitely need to take photos and share with us. Well, we can, it's in Bayhead, so we can eat it as a family. Oh. oh, okay, okay, okay. But we all were just like, yeah, I don't know what a figgy pudding is. I just know it's bring us the figgy pudding from the song. Never even thought about it. I never thought to try it. Right. And it's in a little, it's in a little box and it comes in a ceramic dish. It's not that big. You cook it in the oven. So I guess we'll all find out what a figgy pudding is and we'll report back on this podcast. So did you see any other Christmas sites? I guess it's all decked out there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. The Urban Outfitters in Spitalfields where I shop at a lot because I'm in denial that I'm nearly 34 years old. They have a lot of Christmas stuff that's been up since October. They've had lights up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's just stuff everywhere. It's really cute. And on November 4th was when, you know how they have those beautiful giant angels in like Soho, London. Mm -hmm. Um, They all get lit up on the 4th. I found a bunch of stuff. I found this hotel called Harriman's 
in the West End, which has it's decked out like a seventies Christmas display, the whole the whole bar. So I'm gonna try to go there for sure. But oh my god, definitely. In terms of TV shows and stuff, I I really wanted to I think this is a really important topic. We well, we I say we, only me. I have been watching my JV Christmas movies and media. That is JV? what I I realized that there's JV and varsity. So the varsity stuff I'm leaving, Elf, Christmas Vacation, Love Actually, those are things that I really have to think long and hard about when and where and with whom I'm going to watch those things. That's right. You you, yeah, you know, I'm preaching. You only get one chance. You really only get one. Yeah. And then you get another. Right. But I still want, I still want to get in the Christmas spirit. So one thing that I, I really have found to be a great fallback when you want to get in the Christmas spirit, but you don't want to waste one of your varsity Christmas films is season three, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay. So season three, I'm thinking the Manzos are still on, or the Liberty Manzos are are still on. Melissa and Joe have just come on and there are four Christmas episodes plus a New Year's episode. Wow. Okay. So that's five hours of of Christmas content. That's not really like it, it is Christmassy. The best parts are the Judice children opening their presents and like Joe Judice holding the camcorder up while he's hung over on the couch. He's literally laying down on the couch and he holds the camcorder up so that it will record the girls because he just couldn't be bothered to like do anything else. It's it's a good it's good. And I also watched a Thirty Rock Christmas episode. Oh, that's a good one. Cause I usually, yeah. I do the same, but I do, um, friends and how I met your mother. Those are like my faves, but you have to really go searching for every year and find the, I've, I'll find all the Thanksgivings and I'll find all the Christmas ones, but 30 rock would be an, would be a good, that's a good call. It's a good one. And here's what else I will say. Disney plus shout out to my friend Fiona who logged into Disney plus on my computer, on my TV one time and forgot to log out. And I've been using it ever since. Disney Plus actually does what every every single streaming service should do. At least they did it for Halloween. I'm sure they're going to do it for Christmas too. They have a little section on the home screen you can click on that is holiday episodes of your favorite TV shows. So they take all of the TV shows on the streaming service and they take all of their Christmas episodes and they put them in one place. Everyone should be doing that. Why is Netflix not doing that? Why yeah. is Amazon Prime not doing that? So Why? smart. Hire an intern for the season. Get it done. Right. Like it's not that difficult. When I worked at Business Insider, I was like, I'm pitching a story. I just want to find all the Christmas specials on Netflix and and tell everybody which which shows have good Christmas episodes and where to find them and it like did great traffic because that's what the people want. So this week I watched um I know Love Hard. I knew you were going to say it. Okay. You knew I had to watch it because my girl Heather McMahon is in it. And I love her too. And I Okay, so it's a Netflix rom com. Did you get through it? I did. I did get through it. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the best movie I ever watched, but like I love a good rom com. You know, you need the you need the cheeriness, you need the cheesiness. You um, have a high tolerance for made for TV movies. Yes, yes, you do not. That yeah. is true. I yeah, don't know why. I was thinking about that, and I was like, if I was to write an article about what makes something a made for tv movie because now there are so many movies that come out on streaming but they're still they still don't feel like made for tv movies like the one like with what? like the one with Kristen Stewart last year yeah that one with it her felt like a bigger 
because it was bigger budget. And the only reason it came out on streaming was because of COVID. So why did that one feel so much higher caliber than the made for two? I don't even want to say higher caliber. Let me not be a snob here. I'm sorry. Why did it feel like a studio release, even though it wasn't? And why do even Mm. that one love hard came out in, in a theater, I would still be like, this belongs on lifetime. Yeah. I think it might be a certain level of cheesiness. There's just a certain level of like, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen. And I think, yeah, it's the writing. I really think it's the writing. Yeah. But speaking of. Don't, I, I also just don't think Nina Dobrev is the next Lucille Ball. Like, the whole yeah. time I was watching it, I was like, I wish Heather McMahon was the lead in this. It would have been like, it, they needed someone who, like, no offense to Nina Dobrev, but like, they needed someone who, who had comedy chops to be in that yeah. lead role because it was just, I don't know. And I didn't watch the whole thing. So, does she fall in love with the catfish guy in the end? Well, I can't say it now because I don't want to spoil it for everyone. So, everyone just has to go and watch. Okay. Okay. Text me later. Actually, but you know I do what? wish they had more Heather McMahon in it for sure. Right. Like she is funny. She is talented, but you know, whatever, it will be a good thing on her resume. She'll, she'll go on to something else. Yeah. Well, hopefully she gets a Netflix special eventually. That's like really what I hope happens. But speaking of Christmas movies, the normal tropes, the normal characters, the cheesiness that we love, Mm -hmm. why don't you introduce our season long project for this season of Christmas news? We have a very exciting new initiative on the docket. So we are going to write, with your help, the listeners of Christmas News, we are going to write a crowdsourced Christmas special. So it's going to come out the week of Christmas. It's going to be very funny, very dramatic, very intense. It's going to be probably 30 minutes long, depending on how much time I have to write it. And what we're going to do is we're going to poll the class every week. We're going to talk about who our favorite main characters are or our favorite setting for a Christmas movie or our favorite person to learn the true meaning of Christmas from. And then we're going to put it in a poll in Instagram stories. Everyone gets to vote. And then that is how we're going to write it. We're going to write like based on the the winners each week, we're going to somehow concoct our story that way. So I think it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a fun little screenwriting exercise. We all love Christmas films. So yeah, I I think, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. It's the perfect way to take all of our knowledge of having watched these movies over and over and over again, year after year and do something with it, put it to good use, you know, create some new, some new stories, some new conflict, some new resolution, because isn't that what it's all about? You know, a crowdsourced Christmas special, a crowdsourced Christmas special. So look forward to that. Check out, um, at Christmas news pod on Instagram. So your voice can be heard Yeah, and you can help us choose some of these characters, settings, all your favorites, you know, you want to see them there. Do you love the goofy old guy from the holiday? Do you love Jude Law? I mean, we can't just recreate the holiday entirely, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So here's another thing. Confession. I bought us like 10,000 followers on Christmas news pod last year and now they're all gone. (laughs) 
I wouldn't say that you bought them as much as like a magic elf came and just bestowed them upon us. Right. I put money in some sort of Russian Bitcoin bank account and 10,000 followers magically appeared and now they have magically disappeared. So we do have a very low following on the old Christmas news pot. So yeah, but it's quality over quantity. That's what counts. We love our followers. Our followers are excellent. And if you guys can help us create this crowdsource Christmas special, then you're all we really need. Right. All this to say, also, we will be posting the polls on our own Instagram accounts as well, I would say, because okay, okay. Christmas News Pod only has 148 followers at this juncture. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than nothing. So let's talk about our favorite main characters from Christmas movies. Casey, do you want to go first? And then we'll open it up to the class. I I think we'll do a bracket. I think a bracket is the way to go with this. Yes, I agree. It's got to be a bracket. It's got to be a bracket. Um, Favorite. Do you have any in mind? Because I didn't didn't know this question was coming. And this is like a big, that's a big question. If you read my emails, you would know, but we won't dwell. I didn't know we were were talking about like the thing ahead of time. Yeah, we're just... I wrote you a whole syllabus. This is my problem as a Capricorn. No one else gives a crap. No, I read it, but I didn't know that we were going to discuss it. I thought we were just going to put the brackets out. This is what's happening with my wedding emails as well. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> <laughs> I put it in here. I said, we will be crafting a 30-minute Christmas special. Each week we will discuss and then let the listeners vote on a new facet of Uh, the special. Our first week convo will be who is the best Christmas main character of all time. Then we run the bracket and we announce the winner the next week. All right. All right. That's fair. (laughs) I get the coal for this one, guys. I get the coal for this one. Um, Okay. So, but it has to be the main character, right? Yes. This will be the main character or this will be who we base our main character on. Okay, so I'm not going to say in finality what my fa- I mean, obviously, Buddy the Elf comes to mind. He's the epitome of Christmas cheer. He's so happy. Um, who else we got? We got Clark he Griswold. Is, is, but what do, you think, what do you think his, I mean, his comedic flaw is that he is extremely gullible and too optimistic and happy for his own good, which is the thing that gets him into trouble throughout the film, but then ultimately saves the day. So he is a very strong character. I love Buddy the Elf. Some limitations might be, would would a grown man get canceled in 2021 for wearing an outfit Mm. that featured his moose knuckle that prominently? (laughs) That could be the conflict. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe Buddy would find his way out of that somehow. Um, there's a really good little documentary on Netflix about the making of elf. And it's about how they were making this movie and they were just like, this is the weirdest movie ever. We don't even know if anyone's going to watch it. And then old school came out and Will Ferrell was suddenly the biggest movie star in the entire world. And that was why elf went like gangbusters. Oh, I didn't realize the timing of that was so similar. I know. I would love to watch that doc. It's really on Netflix. Yep. Okay. It's probably the movies that made us. Oh, probably. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I would throw another good character out there. I would say Clark Griswold, Christmas Vacation. He's got main character energy. Archetypal suburban dad, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, very, very good for any movie because he's relatable. He is – everyone knows a guy like him. 
his his characteristics just ring true to anybody watching a movie. And he's got a little bit of a dark edge to him. Like when he's hitting on the sales lady and he's like, it's a bit nipply out there. Can't see the line. Can you Russ? He's, he's a dad, but he's a little bit of a dirt bag. And I think that's a really winning combination. It is. It definitely is. Those would be my, my first two. Can you throw some out? What, what are you thinking? Yeah, there's Ralphie from A Christmas Story and Kevin from Home Alone. Mm. So there is a grand tradition of young children being the main character in Christmas films because, you know, Christmas is such a kid-centric holiday. There's the little girl from Miracle on 34th Street. These are all kids who are a little bit Polar precocious. Express. Polar Express. Well, Polar Express is a little too creepy, uncanny valley. It, it's a little creepy, I love that about it, but yeah. but I can see where you're going with it. You were at the exact target age for it. I remember Alexa and I went to see it and we were like, what in God's name? <laughs> like if you were- I don't know. I probably was a little too old for it, but I just love Christmas cheesy crap. So yeah. it was fine. But I think, I think the issue with it was like, if you were over like 13, you knew that the animation was a little off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you would just be like, ah, Tom Hanks looks weird. Totally. But so the kids in Christmas movies, I feel like they do always have to be precocious, even if it's just like Ralphie in a Christmas story. His precocity comes from his adult voiceover. Like he just, if you took out the voiceover, he would just seem like a little, a little kid who yeah. is through the motions, you know? But because you have this internal monologue in the form of his adult self, coming through it kind of adds this other dimension that shows you it, it it feels the way it feels when you're a kid when it's christmas and you're just like this is supposed to be the best time of the year and sometimes it falls a little short and you're just like you can't really comprehend why that's happening and then when you get older you're like oh my god that's really hilarious that like you know my aunt bought me a bunny costume when i was a 10 year old boy you know yeah and then we also have so then there's also like Cindy Lou who she was also precocious, but not the main character. Right. The Grinch was the main character. Which is an interesting one because then sometimes you get the villain as the main character. Right. Interesting role reversal. There is a really great tradition, and we will probably get to this next week more so, of, of villains having main character energy in Christmas movies, which is fascinating because Christmas is supposed to be the cheeriest, happiest time of the year. So when you have Ebenezer Scrooge, the Grinch... The, the Scrooge in the Bill Murray version of Scrooge. There's a lot of evil Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Cindy Lou Who is technically the antagonist in The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Well, I don't know if she's the antagonist. Would it like the mayor be the antagonist? Because Cindy's trying to help the Grinch. True. Okay, okay, okay. True, 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 true. She's like a bridge between the two. Yeah. Maybe we need a bridge character. I think we don't have enough episodes, but we can talk about it. Okay. Okay. Good. Who are we missing here? Oh, well, the rom-coms. Then there's the rom-coms. So we have The Holiday, Love Actually. All I mean, there's not one main character in Love Actually. Right. The Holiday, we've got two women. Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. Who are unlucky in love. That's That's another archetype, I would say. Right. There are so many movies about finding love at Christmas. No one finds love at Christmas. Does anyone in the history of the world find 
like romantic love on Christmas? I cannot think of anyone. You are sitting in your house, sun up to sundown, watching TV, eating with your family. With your family. Even if you go to a bar, even if you make it out with your friends, everyone is like staying with their parents. Everyone is like a little bloated. It's just not, but it's not like a yeah, you might have a nice rendezvous, but it, but it ain't going to stick. Right. So it's just so funny that there are so many Christmas rom-coms because it's such if, false advertising. However, listeners, if you found love at Christmas time, please let us know because now yeah. I'm thinking about it. And I, I think we've got a point here. There's people who find engagement at Christmas time. There's people who realize how much they love their significant other that they're already with, but it's not a time when you're going out like Halloween. There should be more Halloween rom-coms because that's when people actually like hook up and it's the beginning of cuffing season. So it actually has a chance of sticking, but yeah, Christmas, what? Not usually the time. That's so true. Yeah. Okay, any other archetypes for our main characters that we've that we've overlooked here? I don't know. Yeah, Santa, of course, there's always Santa. But Santa is like a bit of a cipher because he is the spirit of Christmas. He doesn't really have that many characteristics besides like being jolly. Right, right. It's really hard to make a complex character out of that unless it's a dirtbag dad. Again, the dirtbag dad archetype is a huge one. Billy Bob Thornton and Bad Santa is a dirtbag. Is he a dad? Yeah. And no, he's not a dad, but he, Tim he Allen takes on in, a fatherly role with the little kid. Yeah, Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Like there's a lot of dads realizing that they actually do love their kids. Uh, imagine if there was a movie about a mom <laughs> realizing she actually does love her kids. It would just know because you always expect moms to already be like, yeah, my, I, I need to make sure my kids survive and don't become mass shooters but dads are allowed to be like i've been working all year and oh my god i care about my kid (laughs) literally literally well we could have another one for santa we could we could have a favorite santa pick Mm -hmm. and a favorite elves pick if the story goes there yeah if the story goes there jingle all the way uh with arnold schwarzenegger and sinbad trying Mm -hmm. to fight over that toy. That's a similar one. There's like the overworked dad is very much a part of the Christmas pantheon. And I think that's because Christmas has so much to do with commercialism and materialism. And it's like, if you're gonna have a successful Christmas, like in terms of what we consider successful in 21st century Western world, you need a parent who is a breadwinner. But if you have a parent who's that much of a breadwinner, are they going to have time for anything else? So I guess that's why it sort of all comes together at Christmas. Yeah, it's got to come together at Christmas because that's like the one time that it's like, no, you have to be there. You have to be there with your kids. Right. Even if you work super duper hard, this is you the one time. You can't be like, oh, I have, a, I have a meeting. Yeah, this is the ultimate test. All right, cool. So, so vote when we put those out this week on our Instagrams and on the Christmas pod Instagram for our main character. And then we will move along to all the other parts of this wild tale, this wild goose chase that it will be. Uh, there, who, who's your, what's your pick? What's your archetype or your character that you would like us to see incorporate off the top um, of your head? Do you have yours? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with the dirtbag dad because I thought of another one, Buddy the Elf's dad. Yes. No, he's not a main character. Yes, true. He's, 
you know? Would you go Bad Santa? Would it be Billy Bob? You're more into Bad Santa than I am. But like who, it can't just be the dirtbag dad, right? We're picking a specific character. No, it can be an amalgamation. It can be um, a character that we're basing it on. You know what I mean? Like, Uh I think it'll be like, we'll do the bracket of who's your favorite Christmas main character. And then we, we have ultimate editorial control. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I think overall mine might just be Eloise from Eloise at Christmas time. Okay. Interesting. Cause that's a spinoff. <laughs> well, is well, it, yeah, it's a spinoff, but it's a Christmas time movie. Yeah. It's allowed. It's allowed. I'm just saying yeah. that's very interesting. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have occurred to me. Maybe it's cause we just had tea at the plaza last week, but I'm just, you know, Eloise always has my heart for, so it's not my favorite Christmas movie, but if I just take the main character as like the, the thing, I think it might be Eloise. Okay. So you're leaning child. I'm leaning dirtbag dad. I think, yeah, Clark Griswold is my, is the one that I really, he's the be all and end all for me. I think Christmas Vacation is my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, that or Love Actually. I think mine's Love Actually with Christmas Vacay as a second, close second. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you consider Bridget Jones a Christmas movie? Bridget no. Jones's Diary? No. I kind of do. Okay. So maybe that's part of my JV squad because it has Christmas elements in it. Yeah. It ends in the snow. Does it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. She's in her underwear in the snow and Hugh Grant and Colin Firth are beating each other up. Well, which one was that? That was the first one? Yep. Oh, okay. All right. We'll keep Bridget Jones on the docket then too. So otherwise, what is your holiday plan for the week? You got anything going on this week that's Christmas themed or Thanksgiving themed? I Nick's birthday is on Saturday, double scorp. So oh, yeah. what I wanted to do was have an apres ski themed party in our apartment since we haven't been able to go skiing because of COVID. I thought it would be really fun and Nick agreed, but then we had too much of a party on Saturday and we're scared that our neighbors will kill us. So that's out the window. So yeah, so we're going to go out to a bottomless brunch and then go bowling and stuff. Okay. Well, that's still a, a rock solid plan, I would say. Yeah, but it's not as Christmassy. So I think I'm going to get some decorations up or at least attempt to. I'm going to try to get Nick to move all of his computer monitors upstairs so that everyone can see my Christmas table runner, which is currently covered in computer monitors. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) And I guess that's it. I think I'm going to try to make some cute cocktails maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's still early days, you know, we're just starting. It's early days. What about you? I don't have a specific plan. If the, I need to check when the Christmas village in Philly opens. If that opens, I will definitely hit that up this weekend and check it out. I feel like it probably doesn't open until Thanksgiving, but otherwise I'm going to get ready for Thanksgiving. I'll probably make my gluten-free stuffing that comes in a box from Trader Joe's, but zhuzh it up a little bit with my own thing. So I need to go to the store for that. And then just like kind of come up with a game plan for the whole Christmas season this year. And like, what do I want to do? What do I want to buy tickets for? What What's on the plate? So just, just to, just a blueprint really. And just a plan, sit back and look at the big picture and make a decision. Who is your holiday cheermeister for this week? Okay, this week, I'd have to say my holiday cheermeister is Adele because her special was on last night. 
and it was excellent. It was her and Oprah in Oprah's ridiculous garden. You got to love it. Did you get to watch it? No, I still need to watch it. Oh, you got to watch it. So it was like her performing at the observatory in LA, which looked gorgeous. And she was performing new songs and old songs. And then in between that, she was also being interviewed by Oprah. So it was like very fabulous and entertaining and interesting. And she too was saying how she was not even trying to lose weight. Not that that has to be the the topic of conversation, but since you brought it up earlier and she just started strength training and like loved what it did for her mentally. Is that really what she said? Yeah. So she's like, I don't even care if I lose weight. She's like, I'll probably gain more weight now that I'm going on tour. I can't do my training as much as I do. But it's like the one thing that was like helping her anxiety during her divorce was strength training. So she happened to lose a lot of weight because she's like, I still eat everything that I wanted to eat. Wow. But but she talked a lot about her mental health and just like how it was hard to get a divorce, but like it was doing what's right for her and stuff. And it was just like a good, like refreshing reflection on a Sunday night, you know, like with Oprah, you know? I got to watch that. And Adele should come out with a Christmas album. Yes. Because I think it's more likely for there to be a Christmas breakup than a Christmas rom-com. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, men are like, I don't want to buy her a gift and I don't feel like hanging out with her family. So they break yeah. up, right? I do it. Yeah. I'm sure some women do too, but it just sounds more like a thing a guy would do and say. Yeah. I'm sure some, some women do it too. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I forgot to mention, I bought a little mug from Anthropology that has um, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree on it. Oh, I've been wanting to buy those plates. I was like hoping that they would, they're back again. Yeah. So I was going to do like half the New York ones and half the London ones, I think. I was going to do that too. (laughs) That's so so funny. I know. I have the mug and I put a bunch of little lint truffles in it. So like every year for Christmas, we have little dishes of chocolate around the house and we both eat them a lot. So that's really fun. I love that. That's a great tradition. Who's your cheermeister for the week? My holiday cheermeister is Tesco's, even though they rudely kicked me out earlier tonight. Why did they do that? They kicked me out because I had a dog with me and I didn't know that it wasn't allowed. And the guy freaked out and he was like, you got to get out. You got to get out. And then he went up to the bouncer and was like, she's got a dog. And I was like, oh my God, he's a baby. And I just picked him up right away. And I actually took all of the food that I had in my arms and put it back on the shelves where it belongs. I could have just like thrown it anywhere. And I was like, yeah. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. So that was really stressful. But Tesco released the Christmas ad. Their Christmas ads are a very big deal here in the UK. I don't, th- I don't remember that ever being a thing at home where like, I know we had Christmas centric ads. I know the Coca-Cola one was always a big deal, but here every year they're like, Oh, did you see the, did you see the such and such Christmas ad? It's like a thing. So, okay. They released a Christmas ad with a double vaccinated Santa. Wow. Oh my God. I want to see that. It's called, this is from the Daily Express. It says, titled This Christmas, Nothing Stopping Us. A minute and a half clip shows Britons enjoying this year's festive scene after lockdown restrictions. And then it's paywalled, so I can't read the rest. But apparently people are boycotting Tesco because Santa got vaccinated. Oh, okay. So it's a similar situation to the U.S. over there. Yeah. The U.S. does not have a monopoly on big, stupid dummies. That's the biggest thing you learn when you move to Europe. But it's got – so he's double-vaxxed, and people are uh, 
you know. Is double they, vaxxed meaning he got his booster? No, it just means he has a card for it. He just got both his vaccines, oh, okay. I guess. Oh, good for you, Santa. Right. And, you know, that actually, sadly, depressingly, is a very brave thing to put in your Christmas ad because there are so many weirdos out there. Because it's also like, it's not even an ad saying everyone should be vaccinated. It's just an ad that mentions that Santa is vaccinated and people are flipping out about it. It's like, it was like Santa being like, I wear green shoes now. You wouldn't be like, this is fascism. Like you, like, who cares? Vaccinated. We're all vaccinated for something, you know? I know. Everything's offensive these days. What can you do? I don't know. I guess Tesco, even though they kicked me out when I want, all I wanted to do was buy salmon and I couldn't get the salmon. And they had this really good roast potato thing that I had never seen before. It was really high caliber for tex- for Tesco. And I had it in my hands. And they had Brussels sprouts, which they run out of all the time. And I had to throw it all back where it came from. But then we got a cheeky Nando's, so it was fine. Good. Good, good, good. That's a happy ending. Yeah, it was a happy ending. Well, that's good. I'm sure Adele probably has gone to Tesco's once or twice in her day. So this is... The two appropriate cheermeisters, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, Lily Allen has a line about Tesco in one of her songs. Oh, yeah, the, the London one, the London yeah. song, I think. She's like, something, something at Tesco. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is weird because she actually has rich showbiz parents, so she's definitely more of an M&S waitress kind of girl. But okay, whatever. We all can pretend, you know, all- sometimes. Sometimes Tesco is the only thing around, so... That's true too. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for episode one of 2021. Yes. This is so much more exciting, not more exciting than last year, but like at least we have things that are a little bit normal. Yeah. Like it's not only going to be like movies and music this year. We can go to some parties maybe. We can actually do stuff. Yeah. Travel a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. And make sure you vote in our bracket, our Christmas character bracket, for who should be the main character in our Christmas special. Yes. At Christmas News Pod or at Casey Dilla One or at Molly Malshine. We'll talk to you guys next week. Happy holidays. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.